welcome back, y'all. We're I'm just, you know what, Jewel, I'm gonna just re- pick up from where we left off. So what I'll do is just we'll make this a part two. Um again, this dirty black girls where rawness meets intellect. And a part of shit being raw is that it get messy and it ain't always cute. Um, so we just gonna keep um so anywho we were just talking about um if you're just tuning in which you shouldn't be because you should be listening to part one uh, <laughs> so this is part two um and we're talking about a uh, self-touch and we were going over um some uh statements or myths around masturbation and we were talking about um, what real sex is or what's considered real sex. And oftentimes people think that, you know, self-touch is not sex. And so we were just breaking down what our definitions of sex were and mm-hmm. um, talking <clears throat> about how sex is, is an, it's an exchange of energy with ourselves, an exchange of pleasure, you know, with ourselves. And so did you have anything else, Jewel, that you wanted to add to that conversation? No, that was great. All right, perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so number three, masturbation can help you with plants. So, oh my mm-hmm. God, y'all, they absolutely, mm-hmm. masturbation absolutely helps with this. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I'm not a doctor, so I will say that I can't necessarily subscribe uh, prescribe self-touch to you, you know, like I can't, <laughs> you know, be like, here's a self-touch. But it does help, you know, and especially for people who are like, I really am tired of depending on ibuprofen and Motrin and shit every month. And maybe you want to try something a little bit more natural, like touch yourself and have an orgasm. I'm telling you, that orgasm is like an earthquake. That shit mm-hmm. will shoot up into your goddamn uterus and beyond and and everything that you need. <laughs> everything that needs to be in motion will be in motion, like. But also what, I'm sorry if I may. Go ahead, yeah. Um, What self-touch has taught me is the power of breath Mm. and like pacing yourself with breathing and knowing when to slow down and, you know, it's okay to breathe deep and, you know, move faster and all of that. And yeah, orgasms are absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and they definitely help relieve like tension and stress but an orgasm while like right before your period yeah or while on it I you know anytime it really just teaches you the power of breathing Mm -hmm. because you're having because you are like you have to it's like after you relieved yourself from a cramp but you know you're horny, yeah. so you know you need to take care of yourself. Right. You know, like you know to you know to pace yourself because you know that cramp can tense up at any given moment. Yeah. And what you're trying to do is relieve it. Yeah. And that process really helps you breathe and learn the power of breathing. Yeah. In your body. For mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, because you know what? It's been times where like I'm masturbating or self-touching and um, again, we're going to use both words, you know, um, but we're using it synonymously in this podcast. Um, when I, there's been times where I'm self-touching and I'm just hella orgasm focused and I'm like, I need to bust a nut and I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. focused on the breath. And mm-hmm. I have to like disengage completely, like step away, put the toy down, like 
go <laughs> get myself to get maybe take a bath and relax or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you know, maybe um inhale um pheromones of plants and <laughs> and then, um and then come back to it. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm not focused on the breathing. So the breathing, the breath is literally the most important thing, whether you self-touching or you engaging in sex with another person. Like, your ass got to breathe. Um, and they teach for you that real, exercise, too. Remember in PE? Mm-hmm. Like, they used to say when we were yeah, running girl, I, Yeah, girl. But see, my thing, because I was I, I was, like, into singing when I was younger, so I always took, like, uh, voice lessons or whatever, and that was always my challenge, breathing. Yeah. And that's what all of my, you know, my vocal coaches would say, like, you have to work on your breathing. And I, I can't relate to exercising because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do like to walk a couple miles, but I ain't right. really found a trail that I like in the Bay Area, but we ain't really gonna get into that right now. Yeah. It's convenient for me. But, um... Yeah, the power, the power of breath, like it, it could really save you, it could really relieve you, it can really give you the strength, and yeah, it just, man, it's, it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, but even like the, um, even yoga, right? Because yoga is like a form yeah. of exercise, right? And I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah but... yoga is all about <laughs> yeah. the breathing. Like, your ass, you will pass out doing yoga if your ass don't breathe. Like, yeah, it's intense. And yoga also, like, there are certain yoga positions that really ease up, like, sexual tension. And it's, it's intense. Mm-hmm. Like I was in, and you have to breathe through the process because it's a very uncomfortable position. Mm-hmm. But I like through one of the poses, the poses I definitely cried because I didn't know I was holding all of this in mm-hmm. right here. Like mm-hmm. in particularly, in particularly in between my thighs, mm-hmm. um, my inner thighs, and like me breathing through that process helped me cry and like relieve or uh, relieve, but I I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm like over everything, but like start to tap into this is what's bothering me in my body. Yeah, You can let, you can let a piece of this go. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of breathing. Yeah. And bringing you to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I remember I was listening to, um, I was listening to this. I don't know what the fuck I was. I was listening to something, and I know that somebody was talking about <laughs> how the the breath is the like is the spirit or something, or the spirit is the mm. breath or something, right? And you li- like when we literally think about life, right? Like when we stop breathing, that's you know usually an indication that the, the spirit has left the physical, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the breath is really important, right? Because when we talk about sex. And because sex has been come, become so like perverted and like just, you know, oftentimes it's just about like, I gotta, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fuck somebody. But it's like really, it's mm-hmm. about connection to the spirit, to the other person mm-hmm. and to yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so that's what the breath is. It's like sex is like I'm breathing and I'm with you and I'm here and I'm exchanging breath and energy and all of that. You know, those are more like, you know, I guess, I don't know, deeper understandings of it, but uh, (laughs) but yeah, for real, no, because I think we got to be plugged into that because, you know, we don't learn about 
Like, I think religion has, the only time we learn about the spiritual component of sex is, like, through religion, where it's like, don't fuck, don't masturbate. Don't, it's like, it's telling you versus, like, mm-hmm. but here's the power in it, and mm-hmm. here's how you can engage in that power, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if I may, I would just add that if we invested more like conversation in empowering youth and touching themselves, mm-hmm. I don't, and teaching them, because that teaches you the power of consent. Mm-hmm. When you start to touch yourself, you start to understand what you like, you start to understand what you don't like, and you that gives you more of a power to say no and understand the word no. Mm-hmm. And now brothers have, you know, a different relationship with masturbation and such, but than women, you know, in terms of how we've been conditioned and um, how, you know, we've, we've all been socialized into sex, but That's okay. I know. It's it's touching. It's touching. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, yeah. It don't matter. No, but, yeah, yeah, I, I think, totally I think definitely like brothers, sisters, men, women, all different gender, non gender beings have different relationships with their body and different relationships with sex. I think men have more of a language. Our discourse. Remember when I learned that word and I used it every. Oh my God! I, do I remember? I made it applicable to everything. So mm-hmm. Discourse. They have a they have a discourse for, like for touching themselves. It's like jacking off or beating my meat and all of this. Sh- and all of it is positive. It's like yeah, nigga, you I'm jacking mm-hmm. off. I'm beating my. All of it is so mm-hmm. high. They have this like, <laughs> you know, this real language to it. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot There's a lot of power in telling women to self-touch, mm-hmm. telling girls to self-touch mm-hmm. um, in schools through sex education because a lot of us um, sometimes c- consent to things that we don't necessarily feel comfortable with or because we're just curious about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just think if we knew more about our bodies, we would not be so quick to jump and invest in sharing our bodies so quickly that's all I'm saying mm-hmm. now you know I, I don't have no judgment you know I um I you know I had sex at a fairly you know early age whatever that's all of that is relative mm-hmm. but the point that I'm getting at is I know that if I if there was more information for me about self-touch and more normalization to me I would have been more interested in that mm-hmm. than just sharing my body the way that I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And I, I can only speak for me. That's real because and that's yeah. The power is in language and when mm-hmm. you have a language for something, right? And that language is positive, right? I mean, I mean we could unpack like beating my meat. Like that is a vice mm-hmm. like rooted in more like but again there the the it's understood as positive. You know, there's not like, oh my God, he's beating his meat. You know, there's, it's not negative, it's positive. And so when we give girls and women a language for how to 
engage in touching themselves, right, then mm-hmm. we give them permission to do so because then mm-hmm. there's a language to talk about it. We can't even mm-hmm. ex- we can't expect for people to do things that they don't even have language to discuss, mm-hmm. right? Like, how the fuck I'm going to do something that I don't even know how to talk about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I again, that's why I think this episode is, like, super, super duper important because, you know, especially for women out there who are, whom are not, whom are on the fence about like masturbating or have yeah. never done it. Like I'm, I'm, that's what I'm hoping that this does is to give you some like knowledge and language on how to approach this um, is the goal. So I want to hop into the last statement, which is masturbation is only for folks who are single and celibate. I think we're going to get a lot of conversation out of this one because this one is my favorite. Uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> Masturbation is only for folks that are single and celibate. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before? I'm, uh, I've heard women, or I should say girls, or like, you know, in that in-between stage when I was younger, I've heard people, like when I was like 18, 19, 20, uh, you know, girls, women that age say, Oh, well, I got a man, you know, I don't need that. You know, that type of language. <laughs> yeah. um, so I've heard it like, you know, through that type of lens. But for me, that's like limiting your sex mm-hmm. with yourself and with your partner. Because, yeah, there's there's just so much joy in having both experiences separately and simultaneously. So there's really just no need to limit yourself, especially if you really want to elevate like sexually, if that's mm-hmm. like, if that's a part of like your personal desire and that's, you know, that's a part of me, like mm-hmm. me, me figuring out what like I desire and what is pleasurable for me, that that's like, that's a yearning. That's so that's a journey that I want to go on safely you know, mm-hmm. so I would like to do that wisely with care and both with men, mm-hmm. with my toys, and, you know, with women. <laughs> you know, I'm like trying to figure out how to, like, you know, be more normal about that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't, I won't limit myself. Yeah. So, so yeah. basically, we gay, y'all. So if... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> A bi is more true to me, but you know, yeah. it's no shame in the other name, but you feel me? I would, I do, I mean, all of my relationships have been with men, so, yeah. till this day, so. For sure, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to speak for myself and definitely trying to figure out what that part of my sexuality looks like. That's another podcast for another day. Maybe we can talk about bisexuality, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, okay, so masturbation only being for folks who are single and celibate. I think the biggest issue that I have with this, because I used to hear this growing up too, like, um, I don't need to do that. I got somebody who can fuck me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that I didn't have a language for it then, but I have it now. And what bothers me the most about that is that it it, it implies that... um what does it imply? It it implies that um, like masturbation is like this secondary backup plan. Yeah. And like, like it's the the side bitch of sex. 
of or yeah. beside it just penetration with a partner. Yeah, yeah. When it's just set the standard. Yeah, like it should be the fucking standard, not the mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So that I think that that's the issue that I have with the way that it's discussed is that it's always like, oh yeah, you know, I got somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl, we all can. They handing out mm-hmm. dick like lollipops at the dentist office. This <laughs> we like let's. <laughs> <laughs> Shut let's, up. Let's keep it a buck okay like dick ain't never been a you know limited supply you know dick is not like mm-hmm. ice cream at mcdonald's bitch you know how you mm-hmm. never, go to McDonald's, you never got no ice cream no that's not, that's not dick dick is always of okay <laughs> now the quality of of the dick is another conversation. That's another but, conversation. But dick is always available. Okay. So, you know, don't be trying to make it seem like everybody out here that's so touching is just, you know, having some issues or challenges in locating dick. Okay. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's my issue with it. And, um, and then also, too, that like, um, and, and maybe this is my privilege or not privilege. I, well, I don't know. Let me not say privilege. Maybe it's just my, maybe ignorance. Cause I've never been in a, um, like a serious official relationship or I've had, you know, people of course that I've enjoyed and even really deeply cared for or whatever, but I ain't never been like, you know, committed like this, my man type for, I ain't never had that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I might get that good, good dick, bitch, and souls and G spots might go out of business. I don't know. <laughs> hoping not. <laughs> I, like I'm hoping not. But like I feel like I hear women in relationships or marriages say how like yeah I don't masturbate. And my question is That's always crazy. yeah. My question is always like, girl, you don't take time for yourself. You always want that nigga in your body. Because, like, for, for me, it's like, and this is no judgment again, because this could be my ignorance, but I'm like, I need, I don't, I can't fathom that. I'm like, you, I, what? You know, like, you know. Well, because you contextualize sex to be something more than just an interaction with a man. Yeah. And that's not how most of us have been conditioned. We have been conditioned you know, to be heterosexual and, or if you're not, you know, like you've just been conditioned to be with that one person and receive sex in that one way. And, you know, Mm -hmm. all that shit. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, there can be, you know, gay people can have those same, you know, challenges because we've all been conditioned to think that someone else can pleasure us Mm -hmm. greater than we can pleasure ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, giving people mm-hmm. giving way too much of our agency up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, way too much of it up. It's like, mm. yeah, I I don't know, but okay. So maybe we let's talk about if you if you feel comfortable um about our experiences because see, we me and Jewel have similar journeys. Similar, of course, there's differences, but I think we have some similar journeys in um how we've navigated relationships. And so um, let's talk about our experiences with masturbating our toys with our partners. Cause that's something that you and I, well, let me not, let me speak for myself. That's something that, <laughs> that's something that I practice. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, what you want to share. 
I mean, to keep it one, like, none of my niggas who I did use the toys with would be checking for this podcast because I would never let them in my world like that. But, um, know, bitch, I'm blowing up. I'm telling you, I'm on my way. Dante, though, like, no. Like, oh, girl, Dante. Okay, we don't want to say names, bitch. I don't want to <sighs> for defamation. Okay. Um, uh, so <laughs> Dante is a character. Okay, for another name. Pretty much. Yeah. But um, what? No, what I'm getting at is, I ha- I mean, I had a great time using toys and you know during sex with my partners, and you know I felt like they created their own relationships with my toys. But you know I don't let them get too close to it. They have a relationship in in a sense like oh did you bring your toy or you know are you ready to pull out your toy like that type of but they can't touch my shit yeah. because they again I really well I don't even want to know if they know how to use it I like to control that myself I'm like yeah. you I need you to suck my titties and finger me while I handle the clitoris area. <laughs> this is I like I have a whole like mechanical regimen going on girl it's great yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the same way. Well, kind of, cause I did let I, I okay when I cause I would carry my toys with me, like when I would go have sex, you know, like I just would have, I would be like, yeah, let me bring it. Yeah, sometimes. And mm-hmm. it, for me, it started off with a like, um, especially like when I was having sex with somebody for the first time, like I don't know if I'ma enjoy it. Right, so I would, <laughs> I would bring my toy. Uh, I would make sure that you know, I at the end of the day, I was getting what I needed. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, like it was, like, mm, yeah, I, that orgasm is not going to happen today. If mm. I don't make it happen, right? So um, that's how my process would start. Like bringing toys start started off with me. Um, and then so I would allow them, you know, of course, they would get curious, like, oh, let me, on, you know, <laughs> men don't know how to just sit back and watch sometimes unless you tell them to shut the fuck up and sit back and watch, you know, so like, they're like, oh, yeah, let me, let me, let me see, let me, you know, they don't know how to just let you have your, you know, your little show. And so mm-hmm. for me, like, <sighs> it just was always. <laughs> terrible like they always used to do too much with the toy like never knew and Mm -hmm. it's shaming them they like they don't know what they don't play with them you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. and i doubt i'm probably was the one of the few women if not the if probably the only one that probably introduced them to toys during sex you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so they would put the suction part or the vibrating part on the wrong part or press too hard on the clitoris, just different mm-hmm. shit like that. It was like, okay, I'm over this. Yeah. You know, so. so that I, it don't, I didn't, I don't even let them touch it. <laughs> just like get it out the drawer, please. And uh, yeah, me and me and my my old buddy used to have a whole routine, so it was great. Yeah. And yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's fun. I think more people, cause, and this was one of my workshops that I did is talking about like foreplay with toys. I think more people should introduce toys into their um, sex life because it is, it is a form of foreplay. Like 
just having your partner sit back like and watch you, you know, like have put your partner in the chair put a chair in front of the bed if well I got a high bed because I'm a queen so you know <laughs> I can't put nothing in front of my bed but if you got like a, a bed that's a little lower to the flow what you could do is you know put your put a chair in front of the um, in front of the bed and just sit back and like have them watch you and y'all can do simultaneous um masturbation you know what I'm saying we're like that person is masturbating, watching you and shit. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a way to get that shit popping. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl, you got me thinking about, I'm like, when did I do that? Oh yeah, I remember that Skype video. <laughs> Skype. Oh my God, Skype, Skype masturbation, Jewel. Yes, why you bring that up? Because uh, that's I was thinking like, wait, have I done that? And I was like, I feel like you have, Jill. so I had to go back in my memory. Oh yeah, ooh, Skype yeah. masturbation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is good. Virtual. That yeah. Now <laughs> <laughs> you know why it's good. It's, it's oh my god. So my one boo in New York. Um, well, he not my boo no more, y'all, because he don't like me because I said something that was out of pocket. But he gonna be my boo again. I think. If not, I'm gonna put a spell on them. Um, but <laughs> so um, we used to have a lot of, of course, you know, like phone masturbation, sex, whatever, and um, just listening to his voice. Oh my god, I never had a man's voice that like moved me the way his voice moved me. It was mm-hmm. oh, he would say things, bitch, and I'd be ready to crawl through that phone like the. Mm-hmm. Remember that horror movie where the little bitch was crawling through the screen and scaring people? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Crawl through the phone. Like his voice was. It's a it's a, it's a beautiful connection. I like the phone thing. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Um. So maybe we can just jump into our um like our journey with masturbation. I mean, we've kind of talked about it, but let's like back up to our initial sort of stages, Jewel. How did you get into self-touch? What was your beginning journey like? Well, I think like I've always been interested in sex and the whole interaction and yeah, I feel like I was very sexual in my own way, not like with other people, just my thoughts. <laughs> as a child, um, as a child, I mean like 11, 12, you know, the time where people are like coming into their puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely used to self-touch when I was younger, like around that age. You know, if I'm being, like, transparent. But I didn't really, really get it in until maybe, like, 18 or 19 when when me and you went to that sex store. And, yeah, and you was like, we getting some sex toys. And I was like, I'm not buying no sex toy. And you was like, well, I'm buying you a sex toy. And I was like, okay. So, okay, pause. I've been in the business for a long time, y'all. Ah, shut up. <laughs> that was that was when we was eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I it was that sex to- sex 
a toy store right there in San Leandro off of East 14th, right across the street, mm-hmm. right there, bitch, on the corner. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. one stop, what was it? What was it? What was that? The 82, and then it turned into something else, the one. And the 40 go there, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And we mm-hmm. would always, when I'd be on the bus riding past there, I'd be like, okay, bitch. My, my, my best friend um, at the time, her sister gave me her ID. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop up in here one day now that I got this fake ID. I was going to say, because if I was 18, you wasn't even 18 yet. No, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was. I had a fake ID, girl. I was going to clubs and sex toy stores, okay? And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just curious. I was just so fascinated. I was like, this is an actual thing. Like, I can go into a store and buy some shit that is going to vibrate on my pussy. I was really mm-hmm. fascinated by that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also the normalization of it I think like you could masturbate your whole life and still yearn like and still like you know desire sex from other people more mm -hmm. because you're not like you're there there are just like so many lessons to learn like when you're with yourself and when you don't really take advantage of that Mm -hmm. you start to value other experiences over being with yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hell yeah it's like yeah no no and I, I think, too, at 18, I wasn't having a whole lot of... Well, I ain't having a whole lot of sex now, either. But, Me either. <laughs> but Me either. at 18, I really wasn't, because this was in the beginning of, Me of having sex. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't mm-hmm. really having a whole lot of sex like that. And so I was definitely really interested in... Because um, I remember the first time, like, I would... I was, well, like you said, having sex later or earlier is like you know subjective or relative but like in comparison to like my my group of friends that I was with at the time like I hadn't had sex and so I mm-hmm. I would live vicariously through them mm-hmm. and I remember them telling all of these stories about how sex made them go to Mars and beyond and so when I had I learned my friends was lying mm-hmm. yeah bitch that's what I'm about to t- <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I went to sex the first time with a partner with these sort of high expectations mm-hmm. and um and then I didn't I didn't enjoy it at all I thought it was overrated I was like oh no it was just overrated to me you know mm-hmm. and so and then it really if we being honest I felt that way about masturbation with a toy because I would touch myself with my hand but I felt that way about um masturbation with a toy at first too I remember the first toy that I bought I didn't really like it I was like mm-hmm. oh, okay okay well we won't be going back there you know mm-hmm. I, thought, mm-hmm. I was like mm, I th- I'm like for some shit to have some batteries in it and stuff like I just expected for me to blast off into space and I and it mm-hmm. It didn't happen. So I didn't masturbate for a couple of years, not into again until I was maybe, maybe 21. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't touch a toy again until I was like maybe 21. And then that's when I found the love of my life, bitch. And I just fell in love. <laughs> the rabbit? Oh, yeah, the rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit. That, that, that motherfucker right there. I'm going to tell you, that rabbit. 
Woo! Child, man. I waited. I remember the first day I brought it home, bitch. I was like a little girl waiting for their parents to leave the house so they could sneak a boy in. Because you know, <laughs> my, my auntie and my cousin, and you know, everybody was at the house. Yeah. And I was waiting on them to leave because, you know, at this time, my auntie was... Um, going saying she was going to the library doing research every day i don't know what the fuck she was doing at the library but she was saying she was going to <laughs> girl it's almost three o'clock what time is you about to gas up the station wagon and get the hell off <laughs> and so um, <laughs> so they they left and girl i put my batteries in there and oh god i have never i still to this day ain't never met a toy like that mm-hmm hmm. What's, mm-hmm. what's my what? What's your favorite toy? Oh, my favorite toy is my right now is oh your purple vibrator dildo, all of that shit. Yes, which you and... are com. Once again, www.soulsandgspots.com. <laughs> Go ahead, Joel. <laughs> you really got all my nerves. <laughs> rose quartz. Um, my rose. I cannot the name. Chakra. Or uh, yeah. Chakra. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. My life, like for real, for real, for real. Like I really love yours, and I have a good amount of toys. I think <clears throat> I got a little collection going. Um, but those are definitely my top two. Yours gets it gets me right to the point, or I can the time. Either way, I pretty much love it. Um, mm-hmm. but the chakra, it it's it's hella sensual. It's it's cold because it's a rock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very smooth. It's very loving. It it really makes you feel like you're making love to yourself, like. I mean, and I, I feel that I've had great sex with men and different, <laughs> all types of shit. But I don't know. I I really enjoy my chakra and my dildo. Yes, I, you know, I <laughs> souls and G spots at some point will be investing in those because I, you know, I be mm-hmm. getting around meeting and talking to all of the big dogs and um the lady who runs it I spoke to um her at least somebody in the company and so I got really good vibes from her so I know that like what they selling you know is like amazing mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. like it was amazing so I'm mm-hmm. you know I got approved for some money <laughs> bitch I got a bag Shame. and I got Spend it and I so I'm investing. So yeah, y'all can look out for some different stuff at some point. But yeah, I've heard really good things about the um like the yoni egg, crystal eggs, the like yeah, the wands made out of crystals. Oh yeah, I'm mm. I'm excited. And with with glass or crystals, you can heat them up or or put them in um in can you heat them up. Mm-hmm. Not like you know, you don't want to microwave them, but you can put hot water on them to make them. Like, oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so they have what you call like temperature play, right? Some mm-hmm. people like 
you know, cold sensations. Some people like warm sensations on their body. So that's one of the advantages of uh, playing with crystal or glass toys is yeah, that you can yeah. change the temperature on them. And then like vibrators, you know, you can't do that. So um, right. yeah, just a little for those of y'all, because you know what? I should have wrote that in my notes to talk about toys, but see how like organically it just led to that because sometimes right. people be wanting to know you know, when I know first starting off in my journey, when we both went into the toy store, I didn't know what kind of toys to get. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, we was both a little like, you know, the uh, cashier or the retail person, you know, let me speak. Mm-hmm. What's coming around? Like, can I, can you, uh-uh, I got this. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want nobody to know that you, mm-hmm. you know, like, nah, brother, I'm true to this. I've been up in here before. You I know, got this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what toys to buy. So I want people to know like what's out there, what you can do with them. All of that can make you help you make a decision for like what's gonna be the best toy for you to buy, you know? Um, because some mm-hmm. people like like I hear women say, I don't like um I don't like vaginal toys. You know, I don't like being penetrated by toys. I'm one of those mm-hmm. people. I'm working click play, mm-hmm. you know, because I I I enjoy the like I don't know the clitoris and the and the orgasms that come from just concentrating on the clitoris. I enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, so, yeah. Thing, you know. Um, yeah, and with you, the and huh? What you prefer? You like clitoris, vaginal, or simultaneous? Uh, with the vibrator, I purely like. Uh, clitoris. Okay. Um, and then sometimes during sex, so I can get to my climax faster. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't like like. Um, uh, I'm not like a big fan of like um, penis penetration. I'm more of a fan of like finger penetration mm-hmm. and you sucking on my titties and telling me how great I look. Yeah. <laughs> during masturbation. No, like really that it it really takes it to the next level. Like Mm -hmm. men telling me like, oh my God, I love your pussy. Like this keeps me going. Like, yes, like those things like that, that brings me to my point. Like it it definitely helps. It's very great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, who don't like to hear about themselves? You know, like, earlier when we was like talking about how we was gonna, you know, I was like, this is how the podcast is. This episode is gonna work, and she was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, it's your show. I just wanna, you know, make you know, leave it centered on you. I said, oh, girl, well, that always works for me. You know, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Ain't no argument there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think more people should, you know be like that feel like it's okay for this to be about me or you know so that's why I like affirming you know sex or for my partner to say things to me that make me feel just alive you know mm-hmm. I think is what I think that's what it does it makes mm-hmm. me like like I, I was this woman she's a black sex educator and she was saying how her partner um during sex he says things to her. Girl, he give her them deep affirmations, bitch. I'm still waiting to meet a man. <laughs> she like says, look, she says, he says to her during sex, he whispers in her ear um, while he's stroking her. He says, you, your purpose, he says, you matter to this world. Mm. 
listen, you are purposeful and I support you. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can I come over? <laughs> like, listen, listen, <laughs> I was going to say, I ain't, I've gotten some good, sweet nothings, but I ain't get that. That's good. Yeah, that's good, huh? That's good. That's some, mm-hmm. sh- that's some shit right there that, man, and I think, too, how we affirm people says how we think of ourselves as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I think it's a level of confidence that you have to have to, like, maintain the feeling of wanting to, of wanting to just pleasure somebody. hmm Because some people, like, want to pleasure people, but they only want to do it because they really want to be they really want you to do something to them. Yeah. And I don't really like that undercover shit. Just tell me what you want. Yeah. But pretty much I mostly like 70% don't care because I'm here for my own gain. Yeah. I've just learned that I have, that is easy, that is best for me to move like that because that's really what I want. Yeah. And I don't want to be too much on the giving end because I haven't really found the... I haven't really found someone where it's it's really that serious to give. One person. I will honestly say, like, one person. Right. No, I... And, yeah. I feel you. And I... Mm-hmm. The moment that that happens, I think everybody involved becomes a better person for it. <laughs> yeah. We're constantly giving and receiving. And, yeah. And, yeah, it becomes a really beautiful thing. Um, I look forward to that. I'm gonna have to, bitch. We might have to sacrifice the goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you know that's a serious. Anyways, we know yeah. a goat is serious. So no, shut up. But for those of you that know, no, you know, <laughs> no. Um, so we're gonna wrap up with just some. So I always like to end the podcast with some solution. Um, I want people to walk away with feeling you know like okay here's some solutions to all of this and especially for the folks who are listening who do not have a, a sort of negative or let me let me not say negative a limited understanding on self-touch um so Jewel what advice would you give to other sisters or people in general but particularly folks with vaginas um what advice would you give to them about self-touch? I would say, really to anyone, if you don't feel comfortable touching yourself, just inquire on why you would feel comfortable someone else touching you. Like, what? Well, obviously, this is like talking to people having consensual sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, why are we so open to letting and this is in particularly like in alignment with how women are socialized like why do we feel more comfortable with a man knowing our bodies more than we know our own bodies Mm -hmm. and those are the questions that I had to ask myself to kind of get the pleasure that I was looking for Mm -hmm. because now I don't even (laughs) girl I'm a mess I really just don't even accept certain shit in sex. And I really, I'm, I'm a hot ass man. So I don't even want to get into it. (laughs) But I will say like masturbation, like set a tone for me. It let me know, like, I don't have to settle for all of this lazy shit 
or you can really take care of yourself just like how I take care of myself, you know, or it just, it just sets a different tone. It totally sets a different tone of what you want to receive in pleasure. So I would just like encourage women in particular or folks with um, vaginas to really think of those questions to, um, you know, to engage more in yourself and self-pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think, what advice would I give to somebody? What advice would you give? I think, gosh, I think that it's okay to not rush into into touching yourself and it's it's okay to rush into not like being like I gotta go get a toy you know right. sometimes it really or even touching your, your genitals mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it can just start with even looking at it mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. at it you know um, mm-hmm. your dick or whatever you got down there look at it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um Cause I think that that's a question I get a lot of times in my workshops. It's like, how do I get started with this? And I'm like, just do you look at it? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes outside of, you know, bathing and pissing or whatever. It's like, sometimes it's not even a relationship. You don't even know what's, what's down there. So I say, right. rise yourself with just work with your, you know, your senses, right? Like, a right. like look, just look. And then maybe you can, um, it's like a phase. Maybe you can move into touching it after you, you know, um, look at it. And then let's see, what else advice would I give? Um, shop www.soulsandgspots.com. <laughs> um, Your toys are amazing. I have two or three. Yeah, two. They're great. They're, they're great. great. And I, and I, and all packaging Yes, the packaging is really beautiful. Um, I, if I don't have a toy that you all are interested in, I can find it, you know. Um, so, you know, right now my selection is small, you know. But again, if you're looking for something and it's not on the website, I can, you know, just give me a minute. I can look for it. Um, let me see. What a, maybe one more solution. Um, uh, uh, um, it's okay to not orgasm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a solution advice. It's okay to mm-hmm. not orgasm, mm-hmm. masturbation, or even sex in general. Like now, we don't yeah. get the standard where it's like you accept that. Like if you're dealing with a man, right, or a person in general that's like, I don't give a fuck about you having a nut, busting a nut, and and. Yeah. and that's a that's a different story but I think it's okay to like you know maybe it's not about the orgasm you know but maybe it's about just the connection and especially mm-hmm. um, when you first starting off having sex with, in, in whatever form you know sometimes it's just about building up the um, building up the what, what's the, the muscle right like when you first get into, get into exercising it's not pleasurable. It's not fucking fun. Like exercising, <laughs> it's right at first. But if you get up and do it and you commit to it, right, and you you do enjoy it. Right, mm-hmm. You at some point you begin to enjoy it, and it, mm-hmm. ah, shit. I always say, don't do shit you don't enjoy. After if after a while you like, nope, bitch, I don't enjoy this. Then don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 okay to just just build it up and then. Where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm. This is pleasurable. Um, 
So yeah, that's all I got for y'all today. Do you got any other closing remarks? I sure no, no. Thank you, and that was a very interesting experience. So yeah. <laughs> be sure to mm-hmm. follow me again y'all on um, Instagram at souls and S-O-U-L-Z-A-N-D-G-S-P-O-T-Z um, again I sell toys I have a blog I have a podcast um, I am available for workshops I am looking for more workshop op- paid workshop opportunities okay so um, you know definitely if, if somebody wants to you know link up with me about that please send me an email um, and you can find all of that information on um, my website. Plug yourself, plug yourself, plug, plug, plug. Tell people where to follow you or how to find oh, you. No, 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 no. If they want to find me, they'll see me on your. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the bitch is Batman. <laughs> Hold on, wait, Jewel. Your call was breaking. What'd you say? I say, oh no, this is Yasha. This is Yasha. Oh, okay. So she's Batman, y'all. So y'all can't find her. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for tuning in for episode two of Dirty Black Girls, the podcast where rawness meets intellect. And have a pleasurable week. See you all next week for episode three. Bye. <laughs>